from Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting. I'm here with my friends, Steve Sisson, James Timberlake, Aaron Linden, Madison Danforth. Now, give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. We're going to jump right into the poll question. Uh, I feel like I had an idea that I was trying to convey. Yeah, and you, last did, and you I totally just, failed. Yeah. I just didn't get it right, buddy. <laughs> but here's your chance to redeem yourself. So. Exactly. The question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you about a nuclear war? And uh, kind of polarizing, uh, 1 in 10 are the top two answers. But uh, 1 is substantially higher than 10. We had 27% say 1. Yeah. Which would be, that's, that was the lowest we had. We didn't have a 0 because we figured, you know, nukes exist. As long as they're in so, the world, there is no 0. So you can't have a 0, no. yeah. Uh, so 27% said 1. That was followed by 16% that said they were a 10 on a 10 scale. And then 14% said 5. So, I mean, we're kind of close there. Uh, then it's kind of a mixed bag from there on down. 3 was next, 8, 2, and it goes down to 6 at 4%. So, uh, yeah, it looks like most people are not that concerned. And then a lot of people are still very concerned. Or... We kind of missed the mark, and we never said, is one highest or 10? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, we it may have totally, really could be yeah. whatever you want it to say. <laughs> and, and this is why we always let people know. These uh, surveys are, are super scientific. scientific. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely no science. Well, it behind is true it. that the way you ask the question has a big outcome on how the results. Oh, absolutely. And here's the here's the fun part about statistics. You you can adjust them to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I had a sta- fun in statistics in the same place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a statistics professor in college, and he would start every class, and he'd say, you know. 87.6% of statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> and then it would change every yeah. class because oh, yeah. you can make them say whatever you want. Well, and so, like, uh, there's this great comedian. I can't, I'm going to forget his name. But he goes around and he basically shows people how funny statistics are. And he said that, uh, you know, next year, one in five children born on Earth will be of Chinese descent. Which means, technically, <laughs> if you have four kids... Your next child <laughs> is going to be Chinese. It's going to be Chinese, uh, yeah, yeah. unless See, they're born in outer space. Apparently, because it's not on Earth. On Earth, so. that's true. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, you can you can use this. Uh, you can use statistics to sway certain things. Now, I really do have to go. I'm going to go down my little panel here. Steve, how likely do you feel uh, nuclear Armageddon? Oh, I think it's very unlikely. I would be a one on here, Aaron. I would be a one as well. I just don't think anybody's going to get to that point because there's too much money and too many things still to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Madison. I voted one because there's too much to lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James. I'm wow. I'm a little more of a cynic, I guess. <laughs> I'm more of like a four. I a would four. say all it takes is one. Right. 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 Well, yeah. Now, if, now, if one goes, they all now go. We're, yeah. we're talking you know, national 
type war. Government's not, pushing the button for the missiles. We're not yeah. talking like terrorist activity. Right. That yeah. I'm more concerned about. Yes. Terrorist activity yeah. is something completely different. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that the, uh, the, the idea that I was trying to convey last week was China and the rest of the world actually have too much money to lose. Exactly what Aaron was talking about. It is in China's best interest and Russia's best interest to keep capitalist ideology in the United States. We are their greatest customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan commands the top spot among foreign creditors with $1.2 trillion or 4% of total U.S. debt owed by the U.S. government. China holds the number two position, holding $980 billion of U.S. treasuries or 3.2% of the U.S. debt. Right. We owe everybody money. But this isn't an uncommon practice. It's not like we're the only ones doing this. We all have stocks. We all have bonds. We all have things that we all sell to each other. Just the U.S. is a little spread out. (laughs) We like to buy stuff. We sure do. But uh, to let you know about uh, something else that I also found, from May 2001 to May 2022, the debt to Japan and China decreased by 4% and 9% respectively. A land war or an invasion of the Chinese would result in massive financial loss. The world economy would change all the way around. Mm -hmm. So proxy wars, on the other hand. Right. right. They're money makers. They're money makers. (laughs) Yes. Now, if you don't know what a proxy war is, if Aaron was a large government, I'm a large government... And Steve is not a large government. We go to war in Steve's neighborhood. We don't go to war in ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it all over the place. A lot of the time, it's over an ideology. Uh, the big communist scare of the 60s and the 50s. Um, I mean, but that basically swept Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, proxy wars were fought all over the place. Korea could be seen as a proxy war. Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. A lot of things like that do happen. And Taiwan is in trouble right now. So that if, if you don't know what's going on, go ahead and look that up. China is basically saying, well, Taiwan's ours. Well, no, they're not. <laughs> they're an independent country. Well, Ukraine's Russians. Right. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. According to the votes. <laughs> and so in there, are they just, they're just trying to accomplish through other means what they couldn't accomplish militarily now. Yes, they're, they're going exactly. to plan yeah, yeah. B. Yeah. So that Putin can actually approach the world and say, well, they... They voted it. Yeah, yeah. This is what everybody wants right. on on Putin's machines. Putin's people voted for the Ukrainian people to be Putin's people. Mm. True Russian collusion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that one I buy. Uh, but yeah, so I just don't see an, a nuclear war uh, on on this grand scale that we worried about. Yeah, and I remember, I'm old enough to remember the Cold War. So do I. And uh, hide under your desk. Yeah, the duck and cover stuff and all that. And, uh, you know, there were some pretty serious concerns about what the Soviet Union could do. Yeah. Uh, But I think a lot of that, you know, looking back on it, a lot of the Soviet Union's military was just hype. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think we gave them too much credit. We, you know, we did. uh, Look, the capitalist ideology that we live by has managed to fund a military-industrial complex like none other in world history, in all the history of mankind. The U.S. 
Uh, our military isn't hollow. Uh, that's the thing that kind of mm-hmm. yeah, theirs was. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we when when everything kind of fell, when the wall fell, uh, a lot of those tanks didn't have engines. Mm-hmm. Right, they were just hollow tanks, well, but they looked good from satellite. And that was <laughs> the point I was going to bring up: is so they go, okay, Russia has sixty four hundred nukes. Do they? Mm-hmm. I mean, they ran out of gas going <laughs> yeah. to Ukraine. You know, at what point did they start dismantling some of those or selling them off to somebody? And they're like, Vlad, you know, take this part. And, and <laughs> right. yeah, maybe they have 6,400. How many of those are operational? Yeah. I mean, it only takes one. I get that. But. Right. Mm. But and, and I can't confirm this. OK, but uh, I had a, a friend. I went to college with a kid um, about the same age as me. So he's very, very young during all of this. During he the Cold still War. is. Yeah, Mr. Well. Whiting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he lived in Moscow with his mom under under that regime, and he said that he could remember you know those like right outside the square. Him and his mom lived in this little apartment, and he said she would drag him out for all of these parades. And he said, you know what? A lot of people don't know is they would just go around the corner and around the block. <laughs> the same truck would come they, by again? And they'd, and they'd come by again. <laughs> you know, just, put, 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 put a different hat on. Yeah. yeah. Now, I can't confirm that, but I I believe it's that. It's plausible. Yeah. No, I believe it. He taught me how to say dirty words in Russian. So. <laughs> He's totally trustworthy. That's yeah. totally like trustworthy. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> if that's not a dependable person, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Uh, so what... You know, when it comes to conspiracy theories, what is it that drives belief? Now, I think all of us actually ha- believe in some sort of conspiracy theory, right? Tupac I, isn't dead. Uh, oh, do you believe okay. that, though? No. Is, no. Is, is he in Argentina with Hitler and Elvis, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. That's Could you imagine, Tupac, like, if Tupac and Elvis did hang out? They're like, just hanging out. They're just, imagine the album. The oh, collaboration. That would be amazing. Right. Unreleased material that's a gold mine, yeah. <laughs> right? Now, uh, but what is it that really fuels conspiracy? Steve, what conspiracy would you say that you honestly kind of believe in? That's a tough one. Uh, in, in, I'm a very objective, logical, driven person, and I'm, yeah. I'm a debunker. So uh, there's not a whole lot that I really buy into. But I do think, like, on, on 9-11, I think there was some cover-up as yeah. far as, like, you know, complacency. And, and not like they let it happen. But they severely underestimated how bad it was going to be, and I think there was a lot of cover-up as to how much foreknowledge they had about things. Okay. So, I mean, that's a conspiracy theory, I guess. Yeah, and I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could absolutely see that. Um, Aaron. Oh, man. Where <laughs> do I know? I know. I know. <laughs> Dude, I love Bigfoot. Think Bigfoot, that's, that's a good one. Plausible. UFOs, which, mm, is that even a conspiracy anymore? I don't I know. Really it used to be that, that you were a whack yeah. yeah, see? And now, like, you know, the government comes out and they're like, yeah, we have them. We just don't know what they are. Okay, that's helpful. Um, and probably, you know, the the paranormal ghost shadow man kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. James. Those are, those are pretty big ones. Um, JFK assassination. I was just going to say yes. that. Yes. Madison, you're the same? Yes. I was going to say that. I'm glad yeah. I beat somebody to it. <laughs> okay, so, but Madison, any other besides that, though? I'm not really a... I don't know. I get in a rabbit hole and just like watch everyone just kind of go crazy about their conspiracies. I don't like fall into them. Mm-hmm. I just like to hear like their reasoning and like yeah. why they believe it and then compare it to like what actually happened. And then I don't know. I just like to hear all the reasoning. I don't technically believe any of them, but JFK is like the closest one that I'd be like, okay, 
There is some. <laughs> and, and what, and what aspect of JFK? Like that there was a cover up, or that they actually killed him? I think there was more than one shooter. There it is. Okay. Yo, so you believe more than one shooter? Oh yeah. The grassy knoll theory. Oh yeah. 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 And, and uh, you know, when everybody's it comes seen to the... Orson Welles or JFK, and then that was that's a driving force there. Yeah. It's just you know, I don't know, man. I I I I don't know enough about the JFK case, I guess you could say, or assassination to really make a call on that. I've heard about the conspiracy theories through the years, but nothing for me, nothing's really stuck. And another thing, and this is going to sound horrible for me to say, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's the problem. What are you even if about? I got the information, I have no idea what I'd do with it. I'd be like, oh, okay, I was right. <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> I have this information. Yeah, check the box on yep. the little, yeah. And I mean, so a lot of people do feel that like, all right, so let's say, let's take that for example. And and just so I can join the group here, I do completely and 100% believe in extraterrestrial life. Now, I don't know anything past that. Everything past that belief that there is life out there is speculation for me. Do we have UFOs? Don't know. Maybe. Don't know. Maybe. Well, by the definition, yes. If they're unidentified and they're flying and they're objects, then no. Yes, I mean, we do. I mean, like, well, do, now we, do we have them? Do UAP. we have? Oh, do we actually have possession? Do we have of possession of uh, yeah, a UFO? Roswell. Duh. Well, see, do we or do we not? I don't know. Was because it a weather balloon? Skunk works, right? Think about skunk works. You know, for years people walked around talking about these triangular things that were flying in the sky, mm-hmm. and then in the 1990s they were like, "Hey, check out this cool stealth bomber." <laughs> Triangular object that flew in the sky, painted black. Now, let's take the Phoenix Lights situation. Mm -hmm. That is not a stealth bomber. (laughs) That thing. Yeah, that was was a little more interesting. That was that was humongous. And I don't believe that they were flares. No, neither do I. Uh, I've seen flares multiple times, and that is not the way that flares behave. One of the great press conferences post the situation came from that when the uh, I think it was the mayor of Phoenix came out and they were like. He was. That was, was a like, big faux pas, though, the, on his behalf. Yeah, we apprehended the suspect, and he comes in with a guy with a huge alien costume on. He's kind in of fun of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of people got angry at him, but now I look back on that, I was like, "That's pretty funny. That's well, well played." By that and guy. and uh, he what he he wasn't trying to offend people. No, he, he was, was trying to trying, just make light of the situation. Yes, he was trying to make light of the situation because he had a town that was panicking. Yeah, exactly. You know, people are like, "What is going on?" And so he's like, "All right, everyone, calm down. We'll make a joke of it." Right. But he has since come forward and giving interviews. Where he's like, yes, I saw it. Yeah. And no, they're not flares. I also think he's come out and said that was a big regret of his political yeah, career yeah, when he said yeah. that. Because he didn't mean to offend anyone, yeah. but apparently a lot of people found that offensive. Well, so. I mean, you got to think you're looking for answers in this situation of something that you saw that you cannot explain whatsoever. And you know countless numbers of people that are around you that have seen it. And then the person that you rely on to get this information comes out and kind of makes a joke of it. You're like, okay, now who do I go to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that could be scary. I you got to look that. at you got to look for leadership on this, and um, <laughs> I just so so when it comes to my personal beliefs, I I just I would say yes, I do believe that there is something out there, but I anything past that is within question. Could be plants. Could be. Could be. Could be mm. just bacteria, for all I know. But I guarantee that there's life on another planet. Uh, speaking of your stats that you were talking about, I read somewhere that that there are more stars in our galaxy than there are grains of sand hmm. on planet oh, yeah. Earth, yeah, which oh, yeah. is absolutely oh, yeah. mind-boggling. I, I don't think you can confirm that by actually counting No, exactly, them. yeah. But it seems about right. Stat, right? <laughs> you should go try. <laughs> right. I mean, One, I'll buy that. I mean, two, yeah. 
So uh, why do people, uh, you know what, let's take a quick commercial break first. When we come back, I'm going to talk about why people uh, stick to these beliefs as hard as they do, you know. Mm. Why, when the rest of the world is calling you a crazy person, you're like, you know what, I'm not. So uh, let's, we'll explore that when we come back. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high-efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. In just a couple short months, the holiday season will be in full swing. So right now, every dining set and every piece of bedroom furniture at Moss Holders Design Center is on sale. Update a guest bedroom or treat yourself to a new master suite with in-stock nightstands, dressers, chests, and beds. Or find a table that accommodates all your friends and family for Thanksgiving and Christmas. With a large in-stock selection of both bedroom and dining, now is a great time to let Moss Holders help you prepare your home for the upcoming holidays. That's Moss Holders Bedroom and Dining Room Sale. Going on now. Moss Holders. Furniture is our passion. The following message is presented by First Federal Bank and Trust, online at efirstfederal.bank. LifeLink of Sheridan County delivers peace of mind. Do you or a loved one have concerns regarding medication dispensing? LifeLink offers a solution that dispenses medications at pre-programmed times from pre-filled cups. The dispenser alerts when it's time to take medication and can contact a caregiver if a dose is missed. For more information on LifeLink, call Terry at 307-751-9348. Good morning and welcome back to Jackson Electric Open Lines. I almost did it. I almost you, did you, the public pulse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I wouldn't hold it against you. You know, I do it about once, I know. twice a month. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know. I mean, it kind of is. Almost, kind of. It's almost like tradition. I know. It's got to stick with that. <laughs> I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson, James Timberlake, Aaron Linden, and Madison Danforth. Now you can give us a ring: six seven four 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 three. Or 6725763. Daniel Jolly, a University of Nottingham professor of social psychology. Hang on, let me get our, uh, our oh, open lines yeah. video up. Madison was here. upset about that. Uh, I'm glad no, you fixed that. No video. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you are. There. Love it. Oh, In an sweet. interview. There's two of you on the screen, even. Yeah. In an interview with the online live, sci- uh, live science, which is a science news web journal, in an email, 
said, in terms of what makes a particular theory spread, Jolly explained that there's actually a number of elements that need to be in place for popularity, longevity. Conspiracy theory requires some unique ingredients. Uh, and a lot of those, uh, they need to be realistic. They and, and the grounds need to be fertile. So... You, it can't be something absolutely off the wall because people aren't going to buy it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it's 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 got to be something at least plausible uh, where there's just massive holes. So me and Aaron sitting together, it, even if I told him, okay, so-and-so's got a UFO, I, I just know it. All right, well, if he's not interested in UFOs or if there's not a motivating factor behind that, he doesn't even really care. So he's not going to go off and tell somebody else. Mm -hmm. So that's what he means when he says the grounds have to be fertile. A conspiracy theory needs to appeal directly to those who will be willing to believe it exactly at a time when they're most likely to believe it, and there needs to be a group or an organization to blame. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So those are the three things. Well, I think there's a, there's a little more, too, because uh, JFK and 9-11 have something in common where— uh, one, it, it's it, as bad as it is to say our, our own government did this. It's actually kind of reassuring because it means our government's in control. And yeah, yeah. and if it's not, if one nut job can go out there and, and kill the most important person in the world what, that easily, what does that mean for the rest? Yeah, of us, and, right? if, and if some some crazy people that live in caves can you know destroy all these buildings in New York and all that and cause all this destruction, uh, that's even more unsettling. So I think there's almost a reassurance factor in, okay, well, somebody's in charge, and this all went to plan. Yeah. It wasn't just chaos. Yep. And, well, and you know what? I, I really like that you brought that up, Steve, because for me, I really do feel that like a lot of people find comfort, existential comfort in mm -hmm. this stuff, mm -hmm. where they can sit back and they can go, it doesn't matter what happens. The Illuminati's got control of yeah. everything. Yeah, it's right. all going to plan. There's a grand yeah. plan. It's all, it's, and, and no offense to anybody out there, uh, but it's the same as religion. What is your guys' opinion on the, the Denver airport conspiracy theory? Oh, oh, that's, oh that's, man. That's, that's an old one. Yeah. Uh, that, it's also a goodie. It is a good oldie, one. but a goodie. Yeah. I, something Aaron said off the air is a good story. Is, it's got to yeah. be a good story. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why I like conspiracy theories so much is the interwoven tales. Mm -hmm. You know, they can take a little piece of information that should really not enter the story at all. Right. But they weave it in such a way that you go, oh, I believe that. That's plausible. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, oh, man, it, the best thing I ever saw at the den, well, I saw a few things. In the, in the international portion, they've got the murals mm -hmm. yeah. of the Nazi stormtrooper guy and all the kids. And it's very, if you haven't seen it, the hammer and look sickle. it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the other was one of my most favorite. We were coming back from Hawaii. We land, get off, go to baggage claim. Literally, I've got a picture of it. They've got a sign up. They're doing all this reconstruction work. And there is a reptilian, a <laughs> lizard in a suit and it said, what are we doing at Denver International Airport? <laughs> Reconstruction, more restaurants for your inter your food and entertainment, da-da-da-da-da. D, revamping re, uh, the lair of the lizard people. <laughs> and I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, that's like thing. hiding in plain sight, though. I'm, I look at that. I'm like, you got to get my picture with this because that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs>
Yeah, so they're either just embracing it and running with it, right. or they're saying, you know, even if we tell them, they're still not going to believe us. Right. Right. So right. let's just go ahead and tell them. Yeah, oh my God. Embrace it fully. <laughs> yeah. How about the bill, like billion-dollar baggage handling system that they don't use? Mm-hmm. What's that for? Why well, did they all, rebury an entire other city out there and then, <laughs> oh, no, we're going to move the airport over here? They also have, like, the whole underground complex of the airport that they say it's for, you know, quick uh, traversal of different parts of the airport. But, you know, people like to run with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. A doomsday bunker. You want to know what would be. not far from NORAD either, which, I mean, that also, you know, that hike speculation. So, see, there's the thing. It's not far from NORAD. Yeah. Right. right. Now... <sighs> The United States employs think tanks. If you don't know what a think tank is, it's a bunch of people who are specialists within a certain field. I pay you to sit in a room and come up with solutions to problems that might not even exist. We call those contingency plans. And in regards, let's just take the military, for instance. There is a plan to defend ourselves against or to invade every single country on the face of this planet. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because we need a contingency plan. Right. By this point, I'm sure there's four or five for each. Just in case, right? Because you never know what's going to happen, and these people happen to be uh, trained in this anyway, so I might as well pay them to sit around and think about it. There's also individuals who are trained to think about what happens in, like, a massive national natural disaster. What do I need to do? How do I need to do this? All right, well... In my opinion, Denver Airport is a fine spot to put people. Number one, it's location. Mm -hmm. Geographically located in the center of our country. We can move as many people as we need to within a central location. It's got a massive open field out there. It's fenced. We can actually put up those small FEMA housing units and basically build a city. Now, someone would say, why would you need such a thing? Remember New Orleans? Mm -hmm. Remember when we had no place to put anyone when we evacuated New Orleans? I can remember my mother-in-law at the time. She sent me the photos of those FEMA housing units that were stacked up, and she said, here they come. They're coming for us. They're building the housing (laughs) units. And I said, that is in response by the Bush administration to things that weren't set up in the first place when Katrina happened. This is not a conspiracy. See, this, and I would take that and run right? <laughs> with it. Like, uh-huh. see, Floyd's with them because <laughs> they're going to round us all up, put us in this big field that's fenced off yeah. with all the military around us. What are they planning, well, Floyd? He was with in a Chick fil A <laughs> inside. Okay. He was in the military. He's just a shill. So. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. I'm a Mirage man, baby. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you, though. Let's, let's walk through this. This is the best way to actually reach a resolution. Let's say they did do that, Aaron. Let's say that they just gathered around everybody that they possibly could, and they started putting them in camps. You're a red-blooded American. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to that camp willingly? no, I am not. But Heart Mountain is a great example. Hmm. You know, I mean, oh, well, war is going on, and yeah, you're American, but you're also of Japanese descent. you got to go to this camp for a while. And if you take smaller sections of society, it's a heck of a lot easier. If they're going to take everybody, they're going to have a problem on their hands. If they're just going to round up groups here and there the nazis with the jews i mean so let so let me let me let me ask you this then you feel that the united states government and its people because let's let's everybody first remember that the government works for us and not vice versa we have control over them even though the image does not look like that we're in charge 
So let's say that they do gather somebody. You're telling me that the United States government and its people have not learned any lessons throughout history due to Heart Mountain or the Nazi concentration camps, that that is something that is completely plausible. I think on some level you saw it with the vaccine mandates, quite honestly. I mean, that was not quite maybe the next step. How the hell is that even close to what happened at Heart Mountain no, I'm or just the saying, Nazi concentration bisecting portions of society, pitting them against one another. That's the issue. Society did that to itself. Society did do that to itself, but the people went along with it. You're either with us or you're against us. The government says you got to do this thing. You got to round up, you know, people for Heart Mountain. Or if you don't, you're going with them. Because I think you're a sympathizer. The, the vaccine thing showed that the mentality is still there. Oh, absolutely, um, it's still there. The, the the seed would be planted, but I don't know how, how much compliance did we get for I mean, there was a lot we of didn't. pushback. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think you're seeing that more and more, that there's that pushback. People have learned from those things, but that's still just human nature. Hmm. What side are you on? What side of the nuclear you know attack are you on? Are you a 10 or are you a 1? Because it seemed like it was 10 and 1. 10 and 1 are the two biggest answers, yeah. So all of a sudden you take that information and you force that narrative, and you divide, and that's exactly what we've seen with the polarization of politics right now. You're either staunch right wing or you're staunch left wing. You don't get to be in the middle. I think that there's an image of that, but it's untrue. Yeah, that could be. I really do. Fake I, news. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, no, no. It, it, well, if people just sit down and talk, let's let's really let's right. let's and really put, hash this out. Yeah, because I honestly feel that that image is put forward. Okay. And I would say that image is put forward by politicians because they want to get elected. Right. That's it all they really care about. Too. It right. sells. Mm -hmm. And it sells stories and it sells magazines. It's the easiest thing to do. Exactly. Extremism, extremism, extremism. But when you sit down with the majority of, of citizens of this country. They're in the middle. I think everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a mass majority is in the middle. I think the minorities are the ones who were screaming the loudest about right. this kind of stuff. When It doesn't even matter what side you're on. And that's the thing that's interesting is we used to have our silent majority be on one side, but I think it's now become the middle part instead of one side of an argument. Yeah, or, they, they, they no the longer seat. latch onto one of the sides. Exactly. I, I yeah. used to do that, and I'm definitely not there anymore. Yeah, you want to know why? Because how the hell am I going to argue with you? <laughs> right. right. Where you're like, I don't know, you might be right. Uh, right. Take a stance. Right. Well, I yeah, don't know. like me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, like yeah. me. Be mad like me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, then you have me. Right. Go to the Trump rally. Got a picture with Mike Lindell because that's just funny. Um, <laughs> but really enjoyed myself. Yeah, but at the same time, I did not buy a pillow. <laughs> but I got to tell you, the slippers look kind of cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. But at the same time, you've got people on the, you know, the marijuana narrative. Mm -hmm. I really don't care. Yeah. You want to smoke weed? Go for it. I like a martini. You want to relax with a joint? It doesn't bother me. Don't force it on me. Right. Same thing with a lot of these polarizing issues. Yeah, maybe I've got a stance on some of it. Guns? Absolutely. Right. Everybody should have the right to bear arms. But if you don't want to, fine. Chicago, though, saying, well, you can't have guns. And it's the most violent place <laughs> right. in America right now because the bad guys don't care. It doesn't work like that. So it's more just knowledge and doing the right things. But there's that polarization. And back to your point, if it was polarizing enough 
Could they round people up? Maybe. I don't know. It would have to be a, a vast majority. I, 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 really I think it's too. foolish to say that it could never happen again. But hopefully history we have repeats learned, itself. Yeah, but hopefully we've learned from history too. At least some of us. I mean, I, I, hopefully it wouldn't happen as easily as it did before. Mm-hmm. Look at go. I think it's on Netflix. Containment. Great series that just so happened to hit right about 2020 when it really gained popularity. <laughs> and all these people were getting sick, but like real sick, like eyes exploding and horrible things like that. But they took those people and rounded them up. And if you were near anybody like that, they'd round you up. And people went along with it. I, you know, you get you get to some point like that. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. yeah. Where it's necessary, yeah. but how can you then weaponize that to be like, well, I saw Floyd with one of those guys the other day. <laughs> yeah. Well, get we, him. You we're, know? we're still the, tribal creatures. The same yeah. thing as the McCarthyism. Oh, and, totally. You know, yep. The the communist witch hunts that took yep. place mm-hmm. uh, during that entire fiasco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that the point is, it's still there. People still, and that's that conspiracy theory kind of thing. They buy into it and they go, yeah, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'll go along with this. They don't now, ask questions. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And as a person that's a, the big issue. In a position of power, your, your, your challenge is how do you sell that to someone who has the knowledge of, of Nazism and all that? You know, given that they know this now, it's not going to be as easy right. to create that environment. But, well, but people are still the same. That's why you saw monkeypox fall flat on its face. When they're like, ooh, there's cases of monkeypox, and people are like, I don't care. Mm. I mean, they just, we're, we're getting to a point where we're so jaded. Chances of it happening are less and less, mm-hmm. but it's still there. The whole country's starting to walk around like a bunch of New Yorkers. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Hey, we don't care about none of that. <laughs> That's the greatest city in the country. So. I've seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so I would agree with you that. Y- Yes, we can't, you know, forget it, and 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 the the possibility of something like that happening does exist. But I'm going to use COVID. I'm going to use uh, the vaccinations. Look at the pushback on mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. and 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 the pushback on these things. I think really did surprise the government, where they were like, "Whoa, hey, wait on." Mm-hmm. I, I thought for sure they'd do what we said here, but uh, they haven't. So I think they've even, you know, there's going to be people and professors and who study this, who look at society and the way that it behaved during this pandemic, and the lessons that will come from this. I probably won't see later on down the line. Your generation might. So this, I would have to say, was probably the f- first groundbreaking worldwide event for your generation. Yes or no? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I, one that I can remember specifically, yeah. What did the majority of your friends your age, from what you saw, what were their attitudes? Well, we were all, so we were, it was junior year, uh, taking the ACT, junior year prom, like first time we all got to go together, everything got shut down. Like we couldn't see each other. Um, it was awful. We were all really nervous and being someone who is cautious and uh cares about other people's health like i i isolated uh i eventually got vaccinated a whole bunch of my friends got vaccinated and then there were some that didn't but we never argued or got in fights because of it because we all respected each other's opinion because we knew that this was such a big event and that like something could go wrong 
and we wanted to be okay. And people were fine with that. Like, obviously you're always going to have those people that are like push back and like, will throw their opinion on you. Yeah. But you have to just kind of brush it off and be like, okay, you're not going to change my opinion. Like I'm going to respect you in this stance. Like I'm not going to bash yours, even though you're bashing mine, you have to just be an adult about it and you have to, um, just go with what you believe and not be influenced by someone else's belief. So I, I'm pretty much in a similar boat as her, but a little bit different. I have somebody that is immunocompromised. So mine becomes a whole different thing. If you're not, um, at the time, I guess it didn't really matter if you had the vaccine or not, but if you were like even, mm-hmm. you know, remotely close to somebody that had COVID, like don't come near me because I have somebody at home that I need to think about in this situation. So it was a little bit different. And then when the shot came out, I was like, give it to me, baby. Let's find the vein for you. Now, now, w- w- what did you see? I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. What did you see on social media with your generation? And I want you to just kind of try and push out your memory of what you saw from my generation and generations before. What did your generation behave like during that? Um, were they were they like you and your friends? Were you like, you know what, I'll respect your decision no matter what you do, man. If you want to wear a mask, fine. If you don't, that's fine. Were they like that? Or was there as much arguing in that generation as there was in other ones? I feel like it was a good split. Depends on the crowd that you were in. Like who, um, I know that's like, so junior year, we didn't go back to school. Senior year, we came back. We had a mask mandate. Um, some people were fine with it. Some people were not. And you got some of those people in the same class and they would argue about it, mm-hmm. but it would get shut down because it was like, we're not going to have this. Just like, we're not going to fight about it, this. It would get shut down by fellow students or the teacher? By students. We'd be just like, stop. Like, this is not a place. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to, you're not going to change just for on the second day of school. Like, you're not going to do anything about it. Like, this is the rule. We have to abide by it because we're going to respect the decisions made above us. And that's the respectful thing to do. And so I think it just honestly depended on where you were at um, within like school or like your setting, depending on the people you hung out with and like how respectful that person was before all this happened too of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on the person. Yeah. It just depends. It it really depended on the person and the situation. All right. I got to take a quick commercial break. I really do appreciate you being as mm-hmm. uh, open with us about that because that's something that I always wondered about. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I saw my daughter's generation was behaving much different than the other ones, and, and I wanted to hear that. All right. Uh, we'll continue these discussions as we come back. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM Sheridan. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan bookkeeping. Let's face it, it's not one of your favorite things to do. In fact, it's not most people's favorite thing. There you sit, looking at all that paper, taxes, bills, budget. And if you own your own business, you could feel like you're drowning in paperwork. 
Don't be frustrated. Contact Cloud Peak Accounting. After all, they're the people that actually enjoy that kind of thing. With their easy-to-use website, you can do business with them from the comfort of your own home. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Lotto fever hit again the other day, and the old saying goes, you got to be in it to win. Hi, this is Brad at Prime Rate Motors, where your chances to be a good deal winner are 100%, not 1 in 25 million. Stop in and let us show you a vehicle that fits your lifestyle from our wide selection of certified and used cars, trucks, and SUVs from leading brands like Ford, Chevrolet, Honda, and more, creating a hassle-free experience where your needs come first. Prime Rate Motors and Super Trailer Store, 2305 Coffee Avenue, in Sheridan. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. LifeLink of Sheridan County delivers peace of mind. Are you concerned for a loved one's safety and independence? LifeLink provides alert systems that work in the home or on the go. 24-7, 365 days a year. Installation and maintenance are done by a local representative. No long-term contract, no service cancellation fee. For more information on LifeLink, call Terry at 307 751 9348. Yeah, right. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, James Timberlake, Aaron Linden, and Madison Danforth. Now, yeah, I would say give us a ring, but we've run out of time today. Um, we've been discussing conspiracy theories what makes them stick, what makes them start. Why uh, some of the things that we all believe here, we're all just a bunch of crazy nuts. Really, really quickly, before we close out, I want to kind of talk about what Madison was talking about as well. Um, A lot of our generation, our generation, mine and Madison's, lives so much digitally as well Mm -hmm. that there is still a need for human connection, obviously, because we are human. But there isn't that much of a drop off, in my opinion, from moving it to a digital you know, yeah, not conversion. like it is for FaceTime, the Zoom, Yeah, that's, that's a good stuff. point. We've James. grown up around that. Yeah. That's basically become part of our life now that there's not as much of a drop-off. Much easier for you guys to switch over to Zoom than it is for us. Exactly. Well, or just that, FaceTime. And they still use it, like, now, like, as a resource. Like, if you're gone for, like, a trip or just... Like, just Zoom in. Yeah, you just Zoom in. Mm. And you're like, that's, okay, that's, this is easy. That's the best thing that has come out of this, in my yes. opinion, is we have <laughs> learned yeah. so much quicker how to lear- work remotely because mm-hmm. of that, which Aaron, is nice. We, did, we didn't get to the Nazi base in Antarctica. We uh, did not. And, and you and I actually did our homework. <laughs> but, uh, folks, maybe we'll talk about that <laughs> next week. Um, That's a topic for a whole new show. There's a lot, man. That next could be a whole time. new show. <laughs> There's, there was a lot of Nazi bases in Antarctica, the Arctic, uh, a couple different places, uh, because we had the geographical advantage as the United States. We got the weather report before Germany did, mm-hmm. just because that's the way that the weather moves from right. you know west to east over there. So Germany had a massive disadvantage, and it turns out that they had top secret weather monitoring stations in the Arctic. They had they found one in Canada. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew about it until after the war was done. Technically, the Germans had invaded Canada. <laughs> right? How crazy is that? Yes, it was just for. Weather I mean, they infiltrated, maybe invaded, In, maybe infiltrated. Little, there you yeah, go, an yeah. infiltration. Yeah. yeah, but uh, the one that we wanted to talk about is uh, Antarctica, the one uh, way south, and uh, a lot it, of interesting, yeah, it, conspiracies, it stories, crazy, crazy stuff. And they did crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, uh, in my homework, in this uh, one thing, just to claim the land, something that they're still explorers are still finding down there. A bunch of iron swastikas mm-hmm. because they flew over 
and they the dropped them so and they that just they dropped could, them. They could figure out the way lines of the land, essentially, and that was how they claimed it. Yeah. It's definitely. the old Eddie, Eddie Izzard, the comedian. You know, they show, Britain would show up to India. And they're like, but we already live here. And he goes, yes, but do you have a flag? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You exactly. Know. Definitely something you'll find on a trip to Africa or the Iron Swastika. Something you definitely need on the way there. It's just, it's, it's an insane thought. But the reason why they say that they, they founded this was for whale oil to make what, Aaron? Margarine. Margarine. That the entire German population... Wanted margarine so badly. <laughs> and they were getting their whale fat from Norway, and they were scared about supply chain. Weird how it all comes back around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so... Because the Germans love their whale fat, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure <laughs> yeah. that the German population would have access to margarine. That uh, seems totally plausible. They yeah. spent right. millions of dollars... And lives. ...establishing one of, the, one of their biggest bases in Antarctica. And you guys sound like you don't buy that. I don't buy. I don't that. buy. I don't buy the margarine portion. Yeah, I don't buy the margarine portion of it. No. Oh I just, uh, you know, look, man, we all like our stuff, right? But is it enough to 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 mm. travel to an area that is completely, you know, not completely unexplored, but relatively but unexplored? It does seem like great lengths to go to. Pretty yeah. devoid of anything. For that fake, we know of. Other than the margarine materials. For fake butter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. fake butter. Yeah. Of all things. We'll have a conversation about this later. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming into the show. I greatly appreciate you guys and uh, all your opinions. Uh, this has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems, residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If